men wounded at. And this people say there was another one dying in heaven. Say, I believe the word of God. Say, God is starting something great in my life. Say, God is working a work in my life. Isaiah 29. I'll start with Isaiah 29, verse 13. It says, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as these people draw near with near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their hearts far from me. And this is the part I want you to see. And their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. All your life, you know the biggest thing you fight. Until you come to a certain place where you really fully understand it. All your life you will fight something. You know what you fight? All your life you will fight men's estimation. You will fight all your life men's estimation until you come to a place where you begin to understand God's estimations. I'll give you an example. If you are in this world, and I said all your life you will fight this, you are in this world and you are taught that glass is better than metal. Okay, let me give you an example. Do you know that me, I don't know the difference between gold and the fake gold. I don't know the difference. <laughs> chain that people are wearing. Hmm? Chain that people are wearing. If I stand here and I say, how many of you are wearing chain? What do, oh yeah. This one is wearing chain. This one is $40. Another person, chain, no. $4,000. Different people are wearing different, different. But all is chain. All, all is on everybody's neck. What brings the segregation is man's estimation. Man is telling you that this one is 4000 because it is from uh, Anglo Gold Ashanti. This one is for them because it is from this. So man's estimation is the reason, if, why are you sitting there right now? You are a projection of man's estimations, especially what you were raised with. Why do you think car is a blessing? Man's estimation. And even the car, when you get the car, there's now different kinds. You are driving Corolla, but you want a Benz. Why? But all is driving. Man's estimation. Well, someone is driving Benz, but he's still looking for a Range Rover or a Rolls Royce. Man's estimation. And let me tell you something. Most of the things that happen on, on TV, advertisement, is to influence the estimations. I need to understand this because it is a fight you will fight all your life until you win it and you come to a certain understanding. So, the estimations also differ by cultural backgrounds. They differ by nationality. You know, in, in some countries, to be a teacher is a big thing. Right? Yeah. In some countries, you get good pay for being a teacher. 
It's a, it's a big thing. Like, oh, I'm a teacher. You're getting good pay. So in some countries, when you say, oh, I'm a teacher, it's good, good, good stuff. But you come to this part, why don't you say, I'm a teacher? They are thinking, well, you didn't say lecturer, you said teacher. You said, I'm a teacher. They say, ah. So after that, like, what do you want to be? You know, they don't think, they don't think it's something that somebody should do with his life to, to be a teacher. You get it? Once we say, in some countries, if you say you are a doctor, something, you are just another profession. Over here. <laughs> doctor, doctor. <laughs> when you say, I'm doctor, ah! You're going to marry a lady, you enter the house, you say, so what do you do? I'm a doctor. They want to give you the person there and they say, take her home. <laughs> that they will not collect anything. Just say. <laughs> you understand? But if they ask you, what do you do? Um, um, I'm into agriculture. Ah! Oh, you're You know, even though you are trying to you say, I'm into agriculture. I say, no, you're a farmer. Oh, no, 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 no. You're a farmer. But the guy in the farm might be even having more money than the one who is a doctor. But once you say you're a farmer, they're thinking that I cannot give my daughter to a farmer. God, that means my daughter is going to hold cutlass. Man's estimations. Men have esteemed certain things and say that, okay, this is what is important. So all your life, you will fight the estimation. God gave you something as a human being that's so powerful. That is your ability to put value on anything. Okay. For example, if, do you have a, a, a note, a, a, a money-like note? Give me. What do you remember doing this and this? The truth is that there's no difference. All is paper. There's no difference. You were told that if there's one more zero, you were told that this one is higher than this. You were told, you were just told, it's all paper. There's nothing, there's nothing that separates these two things. You were told. A group of people came together, said we made a machine. I told someone, I said, I know how to solve all the poverty of the world. Give everybody a printing machine. <laughs> Give everybody a print money, printing machine to print money. You know, they will never do it. That there can be segregation. Give everybody, well, let's print. I, I can print. So if I need something, I just go, I, you see, I'm so wise, I can solve the whole world problem. <laughs> if you do that, that means inflation. So, for example, once I was asking, okay, why does the dollar go up? Who is, who is pushing it? <laughs> very, very funny. They will give you economic terms and that this is what is happening. They're lying. They're lying. Today's not the day for that. They're lying. They're lying. It's deliberate. They do it to crash economies. 
There is no change in value. The value is... Weren't we all here? There is no change. It's almost before one to one. Now we are seven. By end of March, we might never enter it. Yeah. It's like as the years increase, so one, one. Every year we enter, they add one. But you are bigger than that. Right. So my point is, you will fight man's estimation. So that scripture that I showed you right now says, the last part, it says, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. What is it? God is saying that. So their worship of me is taught by what men are teaching them. God is having a big problem with these people. He said, these people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips, they honor me, but they have removed their heart from me. He said, and their worship of me is taught by the precept of men. So all their life, it is, ma- it is with mass estimation that they are serving God. It's the first week that God always does on anybody because if God doesn't do that work on you to help you, you will serve God in vain. The estimations. There are things that when, they, when you get to heaven, like for example, when we see gold, we say, oh, this is expensive. You have a little bar of it. You say, oh, this is expensive. This is gold. This is expensive. Question is, when it appears before, when it comes before God's ways and balances, does it weigh? Daniel was one day around in the, a name, uh, the name of a, a king called Belshazzar. Belshazzar was sitting with his people and, you know, they were eating. Then he saw a hand. I'm sure many of you have heard the story. He saw a hand writing, Mene, Mene, Tekel of Asim. When they called Daniel to come interpret, he said, you have been put on a scale and you have been found wanting. When you, when you read Proverbs chapter 11, verse 1, he said, a false balance is an abomination before God. Um, that scripture, many people have interpreted to say, like, just balancing your life and, it can be applied, but that's not what that scripture actually is. That scripture, that balance, is talking about the ways and balances in heaven. Have you ever seen that thing? Ways and balances. There's one in heaven. So it says, so there are ways and balances. You have been weighed on a scale and you have been found wanting. How do they weigh the, the king on a scale? You've been weighed on a scale. Is everybody weighed on a scale? So I said, your, the direction of your life as we speak, for example... There are some ladies who don't find anything wrong with wearing short skirts. But if you speak uh, scientifically or biologically, they are all ladies. I mean, if you speak, they are all ladies. Why is this one wearing a short skirt and this one is wearing a long one? This one thinks that this one is wrong for wearing a short one. And this one is thinking this one is colo for wearing a long one. Are you getting it? So all the, their lives... The, 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 the brain that they came or the mind they came to the world with, which was blank, has been affected by different, different, different estimations. So that, okay, this is what is important. Oh, if you do natural hair, it's be- you are better than someone who wears uh, If you don't wear makeup, you are better than this one. This one is thinking, no, that I, I, if I wear makeup, I, I look nice, I can afford Fenty. This one cannot afford, you know, so esti- they're all working in the world by different, different estimations of their life and the way they view things. He said, their worship of me is taught by the precept of men, by what men teach. Men are teaching, oh no, you do it like this, you do it like this. This is more important than this. That is more important than this. So all their life, they will fight this. Now, because of man's estimations, the moment someone comes to God 
he has a big work to do because he has to now learn God's estimations. Because man's estimation and God's estimation are two different things. And like he said, he said, the fear of me is taught by the presence of men. People are in the house of God with man's estimations. So every time they measure up with the things of God, either they are not productive or they don't see where it's going because they don't understand man's estimation. Like for example, the disciples of Jesus come to Jesus after Jesus sends them out. Are you listening? After Jesus sends them out, the disciples of Jesus come to him and they say, Master, even the demons were subject to us in your name. They start jumping. They, they said, we cast out demons today. Jesus Christ sent them out. He said to heal all manner of sickness, you know, and to preach the gospel. They came out and said, oh, master, even the demons were subject to us in your name. They were jumping all over the place. They said, master, we, today we cast out devils. We did this, we did that. I, all of us would think that Jesus Christ should be happy as well as say, wow, wow, you cast out demons today. You cast out devils today. Jesus said, this is not what I want you to rejoice in. Estimation. He said, because when we come before God, that is not what matters. That it is, it is you know, the, the things that God calls low, men call high. The things that God calls high, men call low. Lift your hand. Pray in the Holy Ghost. chapter 16 I read from verse 13 no servant can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other he cannot serve God and mammon it's 14 and the Pharisees also who were covetous had all these things and they derided him verse 15 and he said unto them take note of this and never forget it it will save you from unnecessary tears and unnecessary thinking that God has not been coming through for you. Because it's because of man's estimation that some people think God has not blessed them. One day, you know, when I was a younger, way younger Christian, ah, you know, like a young boy who is trying to, you know, you, I, I, wanted, I wanted to have a car. I was trying, I, I told the story last Sunday. I did everything. Aside that, afterward, so I, had, I had a friend who had just started a church and he had a car. So he had a Chevrolet. So he would come and pick me with a Chevy and my other friend who will be sitting in the car. Now, imagine this man's estimation. Imagine this. For, for the purposes of soul winning, those times, when we, when we meet anybody, whether man or woman, it's like you approach the person. You know how soul winning is. You have to approach the person. Most of the time, when you approach the ladies, they behave a certain way and we can understand. All right? Unless sometimes you go with superpower. No, one day I rebuke one lady like that. I said, hey, stand there. <laughs> she was surprised. Ah, who is this one to? I said, I came to preach to you. In front of them all. I came to preach to you and you are just carrying yourself all over the place. Then she stopped her trolley. She's wondering, who, who is this guy? I 
As I came to talk to you about Nurses Steve, I said, listen to all my preaching. I led her to Christ. And she, I left. But, but before that, while I was going, I said, oh, young lady, sir, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I don't really have the time to go. I said, hey, stop there. She's wondering. <laughs> She's wondering what's going on here. All right. So back to what I was saying. But before, I said, you, you, I will approach the person because of so many. Right? I noticed something. Every time I approached people, because I didn't have a car, it was more difficult. Oh. So we next understand what I'm saying. You just, you just approach the person and say, hi, they're thinking, hey, what's what this one? You're not my level. You understand? Imagine going to preach to a lady who has a nice car and you are walking. Yeah, you and your God, come and sit down. <laughs> come and say, let me take you where you are going. So, I noticed that my friend, when I sat in his car, any lady he approached with a car, God born again. I said, hey! So when he made easy. So I also wanted to have a car. I, I did. But because God had told me, your first car will be a gift. So, God, when will it come? God, so, but something happened to me. As I grew in my knowledge and my fellowship with God, I realized that the love for car left me. And that was what God was working on all the while. The love for it left. So one day I remember... I went to the supermarket and I bought, I had taken an Uber, I had bought everything I would have put in the Uber. <sighs> you know, I just breathed and said, ah, those times, I would have been thinking, I don't have a car. I said, but you know, I said, Lord, I'm so content. Happy. The next week, I got a car. Yes. God, so all this while, God was working on my love for car. That's what I'm saying. I said, there are many things that God has done for you, which are big blessings, but you never see them as big blessings because of man's estimation. Man is trying to tell you that when you have a car, you are successful. So, he said unto them, ye are there we justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. An abomination in the sight of God. You'll be thinking that that which is esteemed among men Men are saying that this is, this, is, this is big, this is high. He said that thing is an abomination before God. So question, have you learned God's estimations? Have you learned God's estimations? God, you have to learn God's estimations. So that while, when we say that I'm living to please God, that's the meaning. That's the meaning, that I've learned God's estimations and every step I'm taking in my life, I'm considering God's estimations. Whether God considers what I'm doing as a high thing, as a big thing, or I'm trying to please men. He said, the fear, fear of me is taught by the presence of men. So, I said, you will fight all your life. You will find man's estimations. Two, you will fight the fear of man. You know why people lie? You will lie because of, because of fear. Most of the time. Proverbs 29, verse 25. The fear of man bringeth a snare. Fear of man. Let me give you an example. Very good example. So, when I finished university, I knew what I wanted to do. Even though I knew my time for ministry had not come in its fullness. So I was doing ministry on the side. But I wanted to have a business. And I wanted to do my own company stuff. Then my mom said, ah, no. I should just get a job. Now, there's nothing wrong getting a job, but this is dealing with me and the road God wanted me to be on. At that time, the, uh, my mom was saying, you know, oh, I should just try and get a job. I said, why? Because that's not what I wanted to do. When my elder sister finished school, she got a job. That was good. 
Because that's also what God wanted her to do. That's the road God wanted her to be on. But for me, I knew that that was not the road I was supposed to be on. So actually, I said, one time we were talking, I said, I don't, I, I don't want to do that. So I asked her, why? Why? So before she didn't want to say why, one day it slipped out of her mouth, and she said, I don't want the people in the area to see you always at home. He said, a few of them bring it a snare. That means a trap. Many people have trapped their life because of what somebody will say. <laughs> Maybe you are sitting now, you have trapped yourself. You are trapped. You are doing something you're not supposed to be doing because of what people will say. Many people have trapped their life because of what somebody will say. Because of what people in the area will say. What will people say? What will they think? They will say, my business is not doing well. So now, I have to put up a certain front as though it is doing well. You have trapped. The fear of man has brought you a snare, a trap. You have trapped your friends. You have trapped your siblings. Probably even trapped your kids. Because you want them to look a certain way for your sister, who is in abroad, to know that you too are doing well. When you are going for family meeting, you have to make sure that you dress in a certain way that they will know that so, even if it means borrowing a suit, you have borrowed a suit. So that you can enter the family and say, ah, he's wearing a suit. Ah, you have borrowed money. I had an uncle like that. At a certain point in his life, he's, he's going to be with the Lord now. At a certain point in his life, we just saw that all of a sudden, he's building houses. He's, built, he's buying cars. Say, hey, God has blessed me. It's like he's making it. He's making his kids. And also driving different cars. His kids have bought a house. Later I realized he took a loan. All the things was loan. No loan, definitely bank will collect it. So the time came for the bank to collect their loan. The pressure was so much, he got a stroke. Fear of man. Ask yourself a question. Am I, am I sure I'm living for myself or I'm, <laughs> I'm living for people? Because many people are living for people. They are in a place they can sleep Oh, They are in a place, they have a house, they are sleeping in home. They have shelter. Maybe rented for two years, three years. But they are crying because they have not built a house. And why do they want to build a house? So that they are brothers. Little hand on me. You have to, you will be de- today you are being delivered. You are being delivered from things, from problems that don't exist. Are, the problems don't exist. What is causing the problem is man's estimation. You have no point to prove to anybody. And God, you know, that's why some people never get blessed. Because they are praying that God will bless them. So that God will prove a point to their enemies. <laughs> God prove a point to my enemies. God is not trying to bless you or do anything in your life to prove a point to anybody. He doesn't need to. One thing I've seen about God, eh? he's so big, he doesn't have to address his enemies. When Joseph came out of prison to become the prime minister, there was not a single day that they they brought up the issue of Potiphar's wife. And God did not also have to bring out the truth. God did not have to bring out the truth, say, I want to expose that Joseph did not rape Potiphar's wife. He's so big, he didn't have to address that issue. He made the glory overcome the shame. To the extent that the shame was not recognized again. Potiphar was an army general. When Joseph was being made prime minister, who knew that story? That wasn't around. Nobody was, anyone who knew that story was not around. I'm sure the only person who knew the story went to urinate at the time. By the time he came back, Joseph is his prime minister. 
And the Bible never said that. Joseph said, look for Potiphar's wife for me. I will show her pepper. I will show her pepper. <laughs> I see. Stop suffering. Stop creating problem and expecting God to answer it. I said, some people are sleeping. You know? They are in a house. They are sleeping. Everything, they are sleeping. I'm 25 years. I don't have a land. Kill all day. I'm saying, Pastor, you don't know what you're saying. You don't know what you're saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Did Jesus have a land? But we have bought many lands all over the world today in his name. And you know what I realized? When those things don't become your consideration for life, you have them. You have them. You have them. People have dashed me land I've not seen before. I only have the papers. Pastor, please give me one of the land. <laughs> Even if it is one plot, I like it. I was speaking to a lady one time. She said, hmm, hmm, Life. Hmm. I said, Ah. And this person is in church. Life. I said, Ah, what is it? Hmm. I've been acting my faith. Acting my faith. I don't know what is going on. I said, acting your faith on what? Let me know what is going I told myself that at age 26, I must have it. I said, what's the meaning of this? <laughs> you know, you have set timeline for God and God should, yes, ma. Yes, ma. That's what you expect God to be doing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are so selfish, greedy, at a 30, I must have my own empire. Hey! Mansa Musa. Hey, Kinagokoli. I must have my own empire. Now you are 32. Even boy scotters, boy scotters. So now you are looking at that as, as though the gospel is not working. Your problem is man's estimation. And your problem is the fear of man. Deliver yourself from the fear of man. Deliver yourself from trying to prove a point to your older siblings or younger siblings. You have no point to prove to anybody. I want them to know that God is with me. I want them to know that God is with me, sister. You know, a lot of times when we pray, this is what we actually say without saying it. What we actually say is, God, lift me down here so that they will know that you are with me. Lift me down here. That's what we are always saying. Lift me down, my friends. Lift me down, my neighbors. Anytime I have received a, a, a word of prophecy that God is going to lift me above my fellows. You know what I'm thinking? I'm not thinking so that I can lord over them. I'm thinking so I can help them. That's the reason God is doing that. So I can be a blessing to them. And I have been a blessing to many of them. So I'm not trying to prove a point to anybody. Now, these are the things that you will pray, you will pray. You, you, it will always be blocked. It will be as though you are wasting your time. Because your estimations are wrong. Your motives are wrong. The precept of men is what is teaching you how to serve God. A dear woman came to see me one time was, was, was crying that she has been in a court dispute over her land for 10 years. The quest, first question I asked her was, when you were going to buy the land, did you ask God? She said, oh, it's not about asking God. You know, life, when you get to a certain place in life, question is, those ages, who put it there that by this year you must be this? Who put it there? By 35, you must be married. If you don't marry by 35, you... Why? Why the pressure? So now, you are thinking 
the feeding God feeds you, the, every single blessing that you pray for, to God that you have does not mean anything again. Because everything is now God until you answer this one about marriage. You are not a prayer answering God. So every prayer you pray, if the answer comes, Christ, that's not what you are looking for. Man's estimation, the fear of man, come out of that thing early. Because that is where a walk with God starts. Because he said, can two walk, Amos 3, 3, can two walk except they be agreed? Can two walk except they be agreed? You and God, he said, can two walk except they be they agreed? That means, I cannot walk, do, do you know that? Let, let me just put it this way. You, know, you cannot marry somebody where that both of your estimations are two different things. You know, someone that the two of your estimations are different. If the person was raised to think that your perfume is better than Calvin Klein, and you also raised to think Calvin Klein perfume is better than your perfume, all your life fights will be on perfume. One day, I tried to settle a fight between two ladies. That was the last time from that day. I've never done it again. I sat them down. And I thought I'm coming to talk sense. Come to talk sense into their head. What's the matter? The matter they were, they were, they were, the fight was about was this one said that when the mother was teaching her to cook, now I don't remember exactly what they said, so even if I make a mistake, pardon me. This one said, they steam before they fry. This was they fry before they steam. This one's mother taught her that they fry before they steam. This one said, no, my mother said they steam. Before the fry, so they were trying to cook together, and this one said, "No, don't do it like this." This one said, "No, that's what my mother told you." And this one mistakenly said, "Oh," this one said, "Then what your mother said?" "Oh, no, 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 that's not how to do it." This one said, "Are you saying that my mother doesn't know how to cook?" No, these are not small girls, oh. I said, "My mother doesn't know how to cook." No, 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 because when you steam, no, you are saying my mother doesn't know how to cook. <laughs> so now I sat down with them, and I was, you know, listen, don't think about. Whether they steam before they fry. No! Okay. <laughs> no! They fry before they steam. They fry before they steam. Okay, you insult my mother. Ah! Listen, that fight was not solved. You know now, it will not be solved. They went to bring out old archives. That's how when you were sleeping on the bed that time, you took the mattress and... The bl- I, you, you took the blanket that I was using to sleep on. Should, should the cold kill me? Should the cold... But these were friends... That they were, so, they were so close that if one is sleeping in a blanket, this one can take it and cover himself. It's like a normal thing. Didn't make, it was never a problem until the steaming and the frying, and the frying and the steaming. <laughs> I said the steaming and the frying, and the frying and the steaming. That's what it, so now, who is wrong? None of them is wrong, oh. Now, I don't remember what exactly but I'm sure if I say it, all the ladies will say, oh, yeah, you can do this one before that. This one said, you can do that before that. But no, this one said, this is how they've taught me that it is. So what then is happening is the estimations. Where they were raised up, they were told that you fry before you steam. This one says, where they were raised up is what? You steam before you fry. Are you with me? So I said, what you will do in your life, one of the first things, you will do is learning God's estimation. Now, that Luke chapter 16, verse number 15, I want to read it in the message translation. When this has a hold of you, 
Hmm? You stop crying about the things you don't have. You start appreciating God for the ones you already have. So Jesus spoke to them. You are masters at making yourself look good in front of others. <laughs> Lift your hand. As you are praying, eh? be delivering yourself. Say, Kai, 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 Kai. See what I've been doing. See what I've been doing. You are masters of making yourself look good in front of others. There is none like you. You're a faithful God. Faithful God, none compares to you. Maybe you are in a two bedroom. Just thank Him. Amen. There is none like you. You're a faithful God. None compares to you. You're amazing, God. There is no like you. You're a faithful God. None compares to you. yourself look good in front of others but God knows what's behind the appearance what society sees and calls monumental he said God sees through and calls monstrous all the 24 years of your life you have been living for society what makes it worse today even to the newer generation is social media social media the wig you want to wear is your three times school fees <laughs> the wig you want to wear. You are 22. 22 years. The wig you want to wear is three times school fees. And anytime that there's, there's preaching in church, that the Lord is giving your heart desire. So yes, Lord, the wig, the wig, the wig. 
Those things don't make the word of God come to pass in your life. So, you are wondering why, for a long time, the prophetic words have been coming from the altar and looks like it's never fulfilled in your life because what you want to use it for is not what God is interested in. Because, and, and, and truth be told, God is not even against you wearing a nice ring. That's the truth. You have to get that. He's not against you wearing a nice cloth. But if that is to make a show to society, God is not interested. Once the love of car left me, I was preaching somewhere. Someone walked to me. I was on the up front and he gave me a car. And walk away. I was preaching. While I was still preaching, someone walked to me. He just gave it to me. I walked away. Till today, I've not seen him again. And I gave the car my first foot. The love of car had left. So once you are still fighting, I need to be something in life to show my people that all the church I go to is for something. Let me tell you, what's going on here so powerful? Deliverance, eh? Deliverance is not just go, go, out, out, out. Deliverance, deliverance is happening right now, I'm telling you. Yeah, deliverance is happening. <laughs> because right now you are seeing that, ah, what have I been crying about? Crying about nothing. So you get it. Zechariah chapter 1. To start reading from Zechariah chapter 1 will be long. So let me start from Zechariah chapter 3. So, I'll just give you the background in the story, from, then we'll go from verse 3. Now, Zechariah was a prophet, and at this time, they were going to build the house of God. Amazingly, eh? they are going to build the house of God, eh? but they were not just depending on the governor Zerubbabel. Zechariah was also doing a part of it, and Haggai too was doing a part. They were prophesying. So, the Bible says that they prospered by the prophesying of Zechariah. So, Zechariah, they are going to build, but Zechariah is there prophesying. So, Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6, where it says, not by mind, not by power. It is the prophecy about the building. Because at a point in time, they thought they cannot build again. And that building, because it was a, it was a spiritual building, they were building the temple again, according to prophecy. So, not only were they putting their hands to the work, there was also prophecy going on about it. So from Zechariah chapter 1, Zechariah started prophesying because they had come from exile and everything was in quote basar. So in Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17, he said, Cry yet, told Jerusalem, said that my city is too prosperity shall be spread abroad. Now when you come to Zechariah chapter 2, it now moved into the temp- temple. Now God was now talking about the temple. Zechariah chapter 1, he was actually dealing with the city. Zechariah chapter 2, he started dealing with the temple. Now we'll go to Zechariah chapter 3, where I want to start, where we got the topic men wandered at. So you understand it very well. And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and standing at his right hand to resist him. And Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. What's he talking about? The Lord said, okay, let's start from verse 1. And he showed me Joshua the high priest. Now, this Joshua is not the Joshua of Moses. This is another Joshua, son of Josedek. He's a high priest. He says, and he was standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan stand at his right hand to resist him. Give me the NIV of verse 1, and um, I will show you something. Verse 1, good. Then he showed me Joshua, this high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan stand at his right hand to accuse him. So to resist him was not just resist, to accuse him. Now, this is like somebody who is not saved, all right? Joshua is saved, but 
this is like a typology of someone who is not saved because Satan was standing at the right hand to accuse him. Now, anytime the Bible says that to accuse him, you cannot accuse somebody who has not done something. Otherwise, that is to falsely accuse him or to lie against him. This one, to accuse him means he has actually done the wrong thing. Do you understand it? So he says, Satan was standing at the right hand to accuse him that the guy has done the wrong thing and Satan is standing there to accuse him for the wrong thing he has done. So sometimes, the things that befall certain Christians is not because God is not merciful, but because there is who we call the accuser of the brethren. The book of Revelation, the Bible says that for the accuser of the brethren has been thrown down. So there's an accuser of the brethren who brings the things you have said wrong before God. Now understand something, that God is a judge, and there's a jury system. And for, for the lack of mercy, or if mercy is not available, Satan's accusations on people is what destroys them. Let me put an example. Come on. So, let's say Solo is wearing this. And Satan is standing to accuse him. The accusations that come before the jury, all right, are that two months ago, he said, Mewo. So, the devil plans an accident. God is trying to intercept. Satan accuses and says, God, you cannot intercept because he said he's dead. The guy says, of course, not you, like the guy I'm talking about. <laughs> says, hmm, I don't know what life has done to me. Life has finished me. Life has finished me. Yeah. Satan too comes to accuse. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. He says, to accuse him. Lord, his own words. He said, he is finished. That means, any help anybody wants to give to him, the devil can intercept it. Because that's what he said. So verse 1, he says, Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at the right, right side to accuse him. Verse 2. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of fire? Now, what is saving Joshua at the time? The fact that God has chosen him. That is mercy. That the Lord's mercy. Let me give you an assignment. When we leave this camp, have a personal five-hour prayer. Don't you can, you can decide to do it at a stretch. You can also decide to divide it. Let me tell the prayer to pray. Mercy. Thank you, Lord, for mercy. Mercy, Lord. And you are lying down, you are praying. What? Mercy. Mercy, eh? People call different topics in the Bible the biggest topic. Mercy, to me, is the biggest topic of the Bible. You know, this is a camp, so I can take some time to show you some things. He said, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. When mercy is at work, whether, I'll, I'll show you something. Okay, let me show you. Psalm 23. Mercy, Lord. Thank you for mercy, Lord. 
Thank you for mercy, Lord. Thank you for mercy, Lord. I'm not the best person to do this thing, but mercy, Lord. Thank you for mercy, Lord. Thank you for mercy, Lord. Put your hand on your head. Thank you for mercy, Lord. Thank you for mercy, Lord. My mistake should have drowned me, but thank you for mercy, Lord. My mistake should have destroyed me, but thank you for mercy. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for showing me mercy. Thank you for showing me mercy. Thank you for showing me mercy. Among my peers, you put me ahead. Thank you for mercy. Mercy, Lord. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for mercy. Latoshi pakote kaloske proskote puskeka. Shete tete pora sikora mantole basia. Pepe pora kanke so. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Alakose kitele puske. Matoske paridoske ba. Listen. Mercy is the power of God's choice. Is the power of God's will. Judgment means the person does something wrong. That's the meaning of judgment. The person does something wrong. Then God allows it to have the, the wrong to go on. When it fills its cap, God puts judgment on it. So the people are getting a reward for their wrongdoings. Or a response from God for their wrongdoings. That's judgment. The law, in the law, he said that, give me Jerome chapter 28, I'll show you something about the law. From verse 1. Jerome 28 verse 1. In the law, the blessing, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command this day, that the Lord will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Hold on. Now, this is the law. He says, if you follow the law, he says, God will set you on high. So the law is also cash and carry. For judgment, you fill up the measure. Law, you do it, I do this for you. You don't do it, I curse you. Yes, that was the transaction of the law. The law was transactional. Faith is not necessarily the power of God's choice. It's the power of our choice. Because Jesus was not sent to the Samaritan woman, the Syrophoenician woman. Jesus was not sent to the woman. But the woman was, was able to, by her faith, take the healing. So faith is the power of our choice. But mercy, when it comes to mercy, mercy is the power of God's sovereign will, God's sovereign choice. Because if Satan was accusing him, that means Satan had reason to accuse him. Joshua did not even defend himself. Anything the devil tries against you, you will not have to defend yourself. If there's mercy at work, I'm telling you, if there's mercy at work, anytime the devil tries something against you, you don't have to say a word, you don't have to defend yourself. The power of God's mercy will show up for you. So go to something, I want to show you something about mercy. Then we'll come back to the Lord who had chosen Jerusalem. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, in the first one, you will see consistency. The Lord is my shepherd. That means I am following the Lord. Are you with me? So, because of that, I shall not want. So, things are going well for the guy. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So, I'm, because I'm following the Lord, things are going well for me. Verse 2. He maketh. Another thing, which means I'm still following the Lord. Can you, can you, can you see it? 
He make it, not me. He make it, not me. He make it me to lie down in green pastures. Not me, so I'm still following the Lord. Because of that, I'm lying down in green pastures. Then he says, he leadeth me. Still, he is there. He is leading me. So as I'm still following him, he leadeth me beside the still water. So things are still going well because I'm following the Lord. Verse 3. He restored my soul. I'm still following the Lord. He's still doing things for me. So everything over there is he, 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 he. That is how the guy's life is moving forward. He, he. Then the next one said, he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. His name's sake. So everything is he, he, he. Go to verse 4. Yet though I, the man's problem started when I, yet though I walk, ah, before the Lord, he, 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 he. Verse 4, you ended up in the valley of the shadow of death. How did he get there? I. The guy enters trouble because of I. And he says, yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Then he says, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. It's God's mercy. Even though the guy has gone to by himself, by his mistake, gone to walk through the valley of the shadow of the God, I will not leave the boy. So I'll stay with him. Then, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So even though the man's problem has taken him into, the, the, the man's lifestyle has taken him into a problem, the, the choices he's made has taken the words he's spoken has taken him into a problem, God said, you comfort him. You comfort him, say, don't worry, we'll come out of it. Don't worry, we'll come out of it. Sometimes God is so amazing. You, the thing he asks you not to do, you will go and do it. But when you get into trouble, he himself will come over there. And so don't worry, we'll come out of it. <laughs> then he'll be looking for people to be talking to you so that you come out of it. He'll be looking for ways, creating things so that you come out of it. Lift your hand and thank God. It's mercy and it forever. 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 Mora keto kabasekota. It's mercy and joy forever. It's mercy and joy forever. <laughs> oh, blessed be God. It's mercy and joy forever. It's mercy and joy forever. Monte kasute le koshete, mentola kasete. Listen. Sometimes people come to ask me, "Pastor, what do you do?" And I'll tell them the number of hours I pray. They go and pray the same now and they don't see it. Why? Because not by that. There is a missing ingredient and there's a mercy of God. Mercy of God. That is the, 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 the missing ingredient. If there's anything you need to, to, to convert, it's the mercy of God. Because I've told you, I said, when you, when you leave this camp, get a time to pray. Father, mercy. Mercy, Lord. You'll be speaking in tongues. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy is not begging. Okay. I'm mercy. I'm mercy. I'm mercy. And who think that? So anytime you talk about mercy, is begging. No. Mercy. Mercy is tender love. Tender love. The word mercy, the Hebrew word is rachab, which means it's like the love that a woman who has given birth to a child has for the child. Tender loving. It looks at the boy. The child, so much love. 
I mean, some of us, some of the nonsense we did, our parents still were following us everywhere. In, I, I would go and misbehave in school, they said I was going to bring my parents. My parents would say, I'm not going anywhere, they will still come. In the evening, you will still eat. Lift your hand. God is more than that. God is even more than that. Tender love. <laughs> God is even more than that. Tender love. Rando Kose. Don't see God as a hawk. This is who he is. He's a merciful God. He's a merciful God. The Lord who had chosen Jerusalem. The Lord who had chosen Pasinok. The Lord who had chosen you. Put your name there. The Lord who had chosen. Go back to Zechariah chapter 3 verse 2. The Lord who had chosen Pasinok. He said even the Lord which had chosen Pasinok rebuked thee. That means every accusation of Satan is scattered. The Lord has rebuked Satan for your behalf. The Lord who had chosen Pasenok rebuked thee. So even if the devil decides to accuse you based on something you've done wrong, based on something you said wrong, the Lord who had chosen Pasenok rebuked thee. <laughs> Monte Corasique, Roseto Calemonde, Mangora Sigro, Lamanto, Manteke de Casea, Nemanto Cababa, Monto Cabasote Caba, O La Chica La Manto Caba, O La Chica Manto Cassete. Listen, a friend of mine, very good friend of mine, is a pastor, a very good man, very good man. He goes to make a mistake. And he is a, he's a pastor. A young pastor. One time, somebody he's trying to, you know, is a lady who has been in different relationship problems. So, because he's a very good person, he likes to, you know, help. Trying to talk to the person, you know, helping the person out. You know, I'm there for you, ministries. You know, I'm there for you, ministries. I showed her to cry on, eh? So, the, pe- the person was presenting a shoulder to cry on. So he was presenting a shoulder to cry on. Not knowing he has now. He now makes a mistake with the lady. The lady gets pregnant. He thought the whole world has ended. Sometimes he was telling me, he said, You go on Google to see is there any man of God? Who had a past like this and still became great? Because he's thinking, can God do anything with me? Because I've impregnated somebody out of wedlock. And he's not planning to marry the lady too. Is that what? Is you marry her? Is you marry her? I cannot say anything about it. <laughs> you know, life is funny. When they say that you mind, they say the lady doesn't have a good character. I said, ah. Why well, doesn't have a good character, but you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> huh. 
I can't give my judgment on the matter. The matter has already passed. So he said he was thinking. He was thinking. He was thinking. At a point, he wanted to commit suicide. A very good man. I was in my house. This is the mercy of God. I was in my house, lying down on my bed. I saw a vision. Now, this lady has even given birth more than six months. Still, nobody knows about it. The thing is eating at the guy. He wants to go and commit suicide. As I was lying down, the Lord showed me a vision. I saw it because he had not told me that he has a child. He's my very good friend. Lying down. He shows me a vision that this is what is going on in the man's life. I took a, a phone, called him right away. I said, come to my house. He's my friend, but he has a lot of regard for me, a lot of respect for me. He comes to my house. I start walking with him. I said, this is what the Lord said to me. This was, the guy breaks down on the street, starts crying. He said he wanted to end everything. See what the mercy of God. God does not want the guy to end everything. At the time, you know, he was pastoring somewhere. And when the matter happened, he was removed from the church. I was saying, hmm. <laughs> he was removed from the church. Different things, different stories, things, lies. You know, when you know things like that happen, people add their own. Say, oh, yes, this one, uh, they've been dating for four years. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> You know, different stories, things, saying things. Then he came to me. So I told him, I said, okay, attend my services for now. So he was attending my services. I'm showing you what God can do. In the midst of something like this, he was facing a lot of pressure. The pressure from the girl's family that you have to marry her. He said, I'm not marrying her. You know? <laughs> He's no longer, he has left his church. He's no longer anywhere. Sharing this beautiful testimony with you. I told him, I said. So he said, he doesn't know any man of God who has this kind of history. And God still used me and became great. I said, you'll be the first. If you don't know anybody like that, I said, you are going to be. That is God. Nobody has written a script for God to follow. He writes the script. So he spoke, spoke, spoke. I told him, the only thing is take good care of the child. Make sure you take good all the time. So yes, he's doing that. So he was, my not a good friend, but always, you know, sometimes he'll come and drive me. He said, that's what God told him. So he'll come and drive me, drive me around, drive me around, drive me around. One day, as he was driving me around, he started playing music in his car. The prophetic came upon me. I said, park the car. He parked the car. I said, you go back to the church. Look, this time I'm saying, it is almost impossible. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. He knows what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying. Those who have been in the ministry for long know that it is almost impossible that he will go back to a pastor of the church. It is almost impossible. So when I give him the word, even him, he said, oh. <laughs> I, told him, I said, you will go back and pastor the church. And I told him again. I said, God is going to raise you financially. As I was prophesying, I was crying. You know prophecy. The whole day will end as though everything has ended. The whole day ended, nothing. Nothing. One month, two months, three months. He goes to go and give a seed in church while service is going on. Now, this time, know that, you know church, when your matter comes, <laughs> it's chewing stick for everybody. The, the, what is inside, what is not inside. 
Oh, say, ah, yes, we. Oh, sano ye, sano ye, mani na. Oh, we, sano ye, I saw it now one. Oh, why ye, mani na? Tell our Uber for cry. Bola keso teka. So he goes out, give a seat. He's called back. So who is in charge of the church? The person they put in charge of the church has been chopping the offering. God, eh, he can make the person chop the offering because his son has to come back. Am I talking to somebody here? Hey! God is... Akama, so take Psalm 139. Let me show you something. God is making room for you in this nation. God is making room for you in this nation. Yeah, yeah, something is going on here. Something is going on here. Bale koko ko se te te. Merciful God. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Someone say He is good. Someone say He is good. Listen, when you walk out of this place, you will see that He is good. I say you will see that He is good. 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 I say you will see that He is good. You will see that He is good. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Yes. As you are speaking in tongues now, but things are welling up in your spirit. You are creating some changes in there. He's good. 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 Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders. <laughs> for his mercy endureth forever. <laughs> to him that by wisdom made the heavens for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great light for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night for his mercy endureth forever. To him that smote Egypt, that's what I want to see. 
to him that smote Egypt in their firstborn for his mercy and joy forever. And brought out Israel from among them for his mercy and joy forever. So you see, in verse 10, he smote Egypt in their firstborn. So the mercy of God can make somebody make a mistake so you can enter. Because there's no space at the top. Nobody at the top wants to leave. So there's no vacancy like that. So the guy in that church who was put, to put over the church was chopping the offering. And it came out. Before the courier said, go, go back to the church. Go back to the church. Go, go back to the church. Go back to the church. Okay. Now, this is, the, this is the shocking part of it. Ever since he went back, after the, the, the scandal, ever since he went back, the church is doing 10 times better than before. You'll be wondering and saying, ah, how, 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 how? He is good. He's good. How do you want to explain it? You can't explain it. You can't explain it. That the person that should not be there is there. You can't explain it. That after his mistake, rather, God discharged. He's good. Oh. I know what's going to happen after here. And I know what's going on in the spirit right now. I know what's going to happen after here. The mercy of God. The mercy of God. Let me tell you, God is not a hawk. Believe in his mercy. Because God is not, he's not such that, if, if you know God very well, you understand what I'm saying. He's not such that he will tell you, drop everything. When you drop it, come and let's walk. No. He will let you come with all your baggage. As we are going, he will drop little. As we are going, he's dropping little. As we are going, he's dropping little. You came, you came with problem. You came with addiction. You came with issue. He will not say, drop it, otherwise you can't follow me. No, that's not God. He will say, come with it. Come with me. Come on, let's go. Let's go, drop this one. Okay, drop this one. As we are going. So people are looking at you and like, ah, this guy is carrying by you. Say, no, don't worry. God said, leave it for me. We are, we are working on it. <laughs> drop this one. You have anger issues. As we are going, you realize that you have you, you, you started serving God, but the anger issues are still there. But as you, are keep, as you are still going with God, as you are keep working, as you keep working with Him, you are learning things from Him. Those things are dropping. Those things are dropping. By the time you realize, you have become God's dream for your life. And He doesn't do it in anger. He's not a hawk. He's good. He's good. His mercy endured forever. His mercy endured forever. His mercy endured forever. Go back to Zechariah chapter 3. Do you know that I've not started the message? This one, there are comments on the scriptures. <laughs> we are making comments on the scripture. We'll come to the, the message God, God has given us. Verse 3. <laughs> now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. <laughs> I mean, what you, what, what you think about God is that you are wearing filthy garments you should not appear before him. That's not God. Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and he stood before the angel. What did God do in verse 4? And he answered and spoke to those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garment from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thy iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. Lift your hand. 
God has caused your iniquity to pass from you. And he has closed you with a change of raiment. I told you, the Spirit of God said to her, I said, there's a new story. There's a new chapter. There's a new clothing. There's a new chapter of your life. You have come to a new place where the Spirit has taken over. Where the Spirit of God is going to cause you to walk in what has been written. There's a new chapter of your life where the Spirit is going to cause you to walk in what He has said, in what He has spoken, in what He has purposed. God is starting a new thing with you. He said, Behold, I've caused thy liquidity to pass from me. I brought you a change of raiment. In a new place. Change of raiment. It's a new place. I've caused thy liquidity to pass from you. Now clothe thee with change of raiment. Clothe thee with change of raiment. So the guy is there with filthy clothing. God saw the filthy clothing, yet he still rebuked the devil. Rebuked him out of his mercy. He said, leave there. This is between me and my guy. We'll solve it. But you, leave here. That's God's word to you today. To you today. Clothe you change your name. Verse 5. And I said, let them set a fair mitre upon his head. So they set a, a fair mitre upon his head. And clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. Verse 6. And the angel of... And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus seeth the Lord of hosts. And we are coming to the topic. If thou will walk in my ways, if thou will keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house and shalt also keep my courts. You will notice something in these four things. So throughout this camp, we'll be going through these four things. I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. God is giving you a place. Listen, and God is bringing the church into a place among them that stand by. I will explain to you those that stand by. Talking about great people. Okay, how do we know those that stand by? Go to verse 8. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wounded at. He says, if you want to join the league of those that stand by, those are the men wounded at. If you want to, say, I'm going to give you four charges. One thing, four things I want you to do. Four things I want you to do. And throughout this camp, we'll be looking at those things as the Spirit of God puts us. He says, if you want to enter the great, four things. He says, for they are men wounded at. There are men wanted that. A man wanted that is a pay setter. Yes. A man wanted that. There, in the Bible, there are men wanted that. That's why I began by first telling you God's estimated. Because what God calls a great man is not what the world calls a great man. Let me tell you. The world calls famous great. Famous is not necessarily great. <laughs> There is fame, there is greatness. What is famous is not necessarily great. When you want to know the weight of a thing, if it is great, you want to know the weight of a thing, we'll see it in scripture. I'll show you also. So we're beginning. Men wonder that. How do we enter into this thing that God has said? Men wonder that. 
if we are coming out of, out of this camp with this word manifested that we are going to walk among the great, if we are going, if we are going to manifest among greatness, we're going to manifest among the great, what does it mean? 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 There are many under that. A wonder. An amazement to men. How do they do these things? How do they get this kind of result? How do they become like this? How do they, you know, where you become a sign and a wonder. God uses you to, I want to explain it. God uses you to explain scriptures. No, no, no. What I'm telling you is the truth. It's a realm in God. God, can, God uses you to explain scripture. Paul said we are epistles of Christ. Let me explain. When we say that God uses scripture, let me explain. Come. You can know that God loves people, but probably has never seen a demonstration of it. So God, in trying to preach that message, not only will he preach it, he will also raise somebody. Then, shower him with so much love so that he becomes an example of what God can do. So now you can believe God, not only by what you've read, but also what you've also seen him do in somebody's life. God will use you to explain a dimension in scripture. These words I'm speaking, don't let them fall to the ground. Receive them in your spirit. Receive them in your spirit. God can use you to explain grace. God can use you to explain mercy. Listen, sit down for a moment. You know what a brand ambassador is? You know what the brand ambassador is? He is giving the good clothes for free. A brand ambassador is giving the dress for free. So that he will wear it so that others will come and look at it and buy it. May God make you a brand ambassador of dimensions in scripture. <laughs> I, mirror, I mirror God's love very well. Anybody who doesn't understand what God loving somebody looks like, you can look at me. <laughs> if to let go to a time, people say that, you know what, <laughs> let's leave that guy alone. Let's leave him alone. Because I noticed a certain trend. If you talk against me, it's only a matter of time. You come and ask me for help. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. It is God's manifestation of a brand ambassador. Can say, wear, wear this one. Let people see it. Let's see something. So I mean, just enjoy myself. And listen, that is the reason God made this church model. We are the model. Yeah. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? We are the model of wonders. We are the model of wonders. We are the model of wonders. Am I talking to somebody here? Shela by him. Yay! 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 
Yes! 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 Listen. Yes. <laughs> there was another one that in heaven. <laughs> yes. Yes. I said, you get ready. Fasten your seatbelt. The Holy Ghost is about to take us on a ride. Am I talking to somebody here? Say la katakaya. Everything I'm saying to you, remember it when we are praying tonight. And in the three hour prayer, you, you, you will be meditating on it. You will be meditating on it. And be praying on it. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. For his mercy endure it forever. For his mercy endure it forever. For his mercy endure it forever. Man, tote kote kalas. Yes. To be a model of the grace. To be a model of wonders. Listen. Models, they don't pay their clothes they wear. But they have to be a sign about it. The Lord thy God in the midst of this mighty. The Lord thy God in the midst of this mighty. Sit down for a moment. So, we talk about greatness. Men wonder that. And where do we start it? We start with what God calls great. Luke chapter 1. We look at one model of greatness. Verse 12. He <laughs> said, you know it. What you just said, some people were not happy about this. Uh-huh. Ooh, ooh, ooh.
Feel it too, right? I know it. God has just started something new with you. 
and the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former seer the Lord of hosts and the Lord shall bring forth grace and glory in this last day hear the spirit of God and there shall be an outpouring of the grace of God there shall be a point of the glory of God there shall be an outpouring of the love of God in this last days equipping his people for the work of the final day say the spirit of God and say the spirit of God for I'm brought you to a place where you shall see my possibilities where you shall see my grace at work he said you shall see it more than ever before how I'm going to work mightily in your days say the spirit of God I'm going to work mightily in your days and work mightily among you say the spirit of God he said for I've just begun with you nothing has even started say the spirit of God for now you are about to see the wonders of God say the spirit of God you are about to see the wonders of God say the spirit of God and this shall be the testimony of your life that you shall see that God is working in your midst say the spirit of God For this shall be the beginning of the great things that I've said concerning you. For I've brought you into a place of greatness and a place of virtue. Say the Spirit of God. This shall be the story of your life. That God is with you. Say the Spirit of God. Something is going on by the Spirit. Something is going on by the Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace is so strong here. The wonders of God. God manifesting himself in his wonders. Yes. 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 You are the 
are the beast and you are the greatest of all kings and you are the highest you are the biggest and you are the greatest of all kings you are the You are the biggest, and you are the greatest of all kings, and you are the highest, you are the biggest, you are the greatest of all kings, you are the the greatest of all kings. You are the highest. You are the biggest. You are the greatest of all kings. You are the highest. You are the biggest. You are the greatest of all kings. You are the heart. You are the biggest And you are the greatest of all kings. The heavens declare your glory. The stars proclaim the works of your hands. There is no speech, I are no language. Where their voices not heard, I are talking about. Day after day and night after night, your knowledge is displayed. Let your praise fill all of the earth. The one who made all men. With the strings of tambourines, we give you all the praise, glorious. You are my God, the wonder of all ages. You are, you are so.
Say my Lord, say my Lord. You are the greatest story. I am no man. Elemone, Isomelo, Isomelo, Ibeloma say.